0: A
1: <laughs> Love me. Hello, welcome to Prince Trap by Drag. My name is Darren, I'm your host and today we're gonna to be talking about tick-tick bang from Graffiti Bridge, first recorded in Spring 1981 at the Kiowa Trail Home Studio, then re-recorded in 1989 at Paisley Park, and then some extra dubbing was done on the of January 1990 at Larrabee Sound in Hollywood. Uh, this is the oldest song that is on Graffiti Bridge. Pretty much everything apart from Thieves in the Temple is an old song that Prince took out of the vault. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little new material. On this track alone it is Prince, which I feel like would have to be obvious given that it's like an almost nine-year-old track at this point. Yeah. The song itself is only 3 minutes 30 and joining me to talk about it is Eric Harzer. Hello Eric.
0: Hello Darren.
1: In terms of a genre, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what to call this because, <laughs> because it's worth saying there is a sample of a Jimi Hendrix song um called Little Miss Lover inside of here um, yeah and if you're if you are if you're familiar with the song it's kind of like the main basis of the uh like the drum track um, yeah and there's over the top of that you have the kind of the keyboards uh, with the main kind of hook um and, and then you know prince on top of that has put some uh, some guitar um but uh, yeah so it, it kind of this is the first time that prince has kind of sampled anything
0: really um you know yeah and and did i say it, it's an uncredited sample as well yes yeah back at the back in the the, the so 80s before they were really trying to make sure that everybody got their <laughs> yeah their credit for using other people's stuff.
1: yeah i believe one of the, the reasons that De La soul had an issue kind of um putting their albums onto like itunes and various other formats like that was because mm-hmm. uh, they had so many samples of all of the yeah, stuff they just yeah. could not get them all cleared and you know without it, it costing them mm-hmm. hundreds and thousands but yeah so prince yeah. uncredited sample of Jimi hendrix um obviously in terms of like you know mm-hmm. showmanship and and kind of guitar skills prince is often compared to Jimi hendrix um so you know yeah. it kind of makes sense that he would have sampled it at some point um, up until now prince has mm-hmm. sampled himself um on on the on the bat dance album uh, sorry bat dance album on the batman album um, <laughs> i would like to uh, see that temp- album the bat dance album yeah, it's, it's tempting because that's the main kind of song of it isn't it um, yes yes on yes. the on the on the batman album um there are samples particularly in the song bat dance of mm-hmm. other prince songs uh, that didn't oh. make it onto the soundtrack so okay. prince has sampled himself before now but this is kind of the first time that we're hearing him sample another artist um, and I have no idea what to describe this genre as. I mean, to me, it just feels like a kind of pop song.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. That's but, certainly what know, I'd say from listening to
1: it. Yeah, and, and I mean, kind of the lyrics themselves give away the fact that it's kind of, you know, from the early 80s, because this feels like kind of, um, you know, pre-1999 Prince. This kind of feels yeah. like the early stuff he used to do that was kind of very uh, kind of sexual, a lot of kind of innuendo. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, it kind of in the film, it's it's funny because uh, Prince, there's like a whole performance of this song, literally from beginning to end. This isn't mm-hmm. like you know cut down or interrupted in any way. It's from the start to finish. You're about an hour into the film, the, you see the MPG arriving and setting up all their their gear outside Glam Slam, just on the streets, mm-hmm. um, and. Then they start performing the song. You know, first they set off some fireworks to call everybody out, and yeah. then they start performing the song. And throughout the song, there are little kind of pyro explosions every time Prince says "tick tick bang," yeah, uh, which seem to be kind of set off by the keyboardist, I think, mm-hmm. um, who who is the only non musician in the the band that is with the kid. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, it starts with Prince saying, "Ooh, I can't hold it," and then mm-hmm. we get this kind of. The, the kind of bang ba bang which is like kind of my favorite it's just like such a weird thing for prince to do just yeah. to kind of have, he like kind of samples himself for that bang and then he kind of does a little stutter with it um and you know he he says you're such a big tease you get me all excited all excited, and then you go home yes. <laughs> and then you're like ice cream uh I knew I got to get you got to get you before you're all gone <laughs> and you know prince. straight away we have like prince talking about people being a tease and you know you know the kind of obviously the metaphor of someone being like ice cream you know straight yeah. away we're into kind of a double entendre territory um,
0: In- instantly you know. he does not he does not waste any time uh Beating around the bush, <laughs> getting around to the double the double plays here.
1: Yeah, and no, yeah, but the thing is, in the film he's wearing this kind of um uh like a ripped kind of t shirt yeah. over the top of this kind of black I don't know how to describe it. It's kinda of like it's kinda of like leggings, but they kind of go yeah. up his body. And he's got these things wrapped around his arms that the kind of <laughs> he's wearing leather gloves. um uh, his hair's his hair's very kind of like big. Uh, like kind of probably the biggest hair we've had so far. Oh yes. Um, you know, and um underneath his white t-shirt he has a, a, a heart kind of drawn on um in what looks like i don't know some kind of uh, makeup yeah. and then the words beat me maybe like an eyeliner pen or something mm-hmm. um, and accompanying him you have Michael and levi playing guitar and bass guitar uh you've got mm-hmm. michael b on the drums and then you have the game boys which are these three dancers that accompany prince throughout this the film game boys and they sound right up my yes. alley with a, with a Z at the end and they they kind of you know the performance it, there's a there's a wonderful moment within the performance where Prince he goes over to Jerome who is sitting mm-hmm. who's you know um, uh, Maurice Day's valet and he's sitting on this step and Prince sits down next to him and Jerome gives him a lollipop and <laughs> Prince takes this lollipop and he goes over to Aura, uh, played by Ingrid Chavez, and he gives the lollipop to her. And it's just like a weird bit of business where, like, Prince puts his head on Jerome's shoulder. And then yeah. when he moves his head, Jerome takes out his, like, pocket square and just kind of wipes his shoulder down. As oh if Prince God. has got some kind of, I don't know, dandruff or something going on. Uh-huh. It's a really But there's like a, a kind of weird bit of interplay just between Jerome and, and Prince. And not anyone else in the band.
0: (laughs) Just from looking at this still that you described and from what you just described of that scene, it sounds like I need to watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) for any kind of context of what's going on here.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is as well is the song itself doesn't like, there's nothing in the song that kind of, this isn't like in Purple Rain where, you know, When Mm -hmm. Doves Cry or Let's Go Crazy or Darling Nikki Mm -hmm. um, or even, you know, Purple Rain. They kind of moved the story forward. This doesn't really move the story anywhere. It's just Prince doing a performance um, mm-hmm. in an attempt to win full control of the Glam Slam um, from Morris, and he just loses because at the end everyone's just like, "We don't know what that was," and they just all go back <laughs> inside Pandemonium. And I just, I just kind of love how you know Prince is putting so much kind of into this song, um, uh-huh. you know, and, and then the, it the even chorus itself. <laughs> No, and the chorus itself, you know, you're such a bombshell. And if I ever get you, ever get you, ever get you, no telling mm-hmm. how long I'd last
0: before I tick tick a bang all over you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't even need to be described. He has described it basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then he just keeps saying ticker, tick a bang all over you. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, there's a lot of kind of cutting between Prince and the time. And the time mm-hmm. is standing almost completely like unmoved by what they're seeing. Yeah. Uh, despite all the constant pyros and everything like that you know like it's just they stand yeah. there kind of staring at him as if they don't understand what he's trying to do
0: what, what i would like to see is every song that i've at least listened to has had some form of double entendre or sexual metaphor in it i would like to see him just get as close as possible as he can get to describing the act without actually describing <laughs> the act because he's done a pretty good job of it so far so, yeah, it's, it's certainly yeah. something.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, when we get to the, the kind of the second verse where he says, ain't no cheap thrill. Every mm-hmm. time you tick, I'd rather you bang, but you'd leave me a fire sweat. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, just saying the word bang over and over again, kind of, you know, it's not very subtle. And then no, he says, no. you're like a good pill. Uh, all I need is two. And I'm so into you. You're the best stuff I ever get. And yeah. I, I I really like those lines. I think that's like saying that someone's you know a good pill, and you you're gonna take two of them. I don't mm. know. It's it of all
0: the kind of weird metaphors that Prince is using in this <laughs> song. I I kind of really like that one. I think that's that's by pill. Do you think? Do you think he's meaning a drug or or more of like a, a Viagra, where all all he needs is to I, d- I uh, mean I out. don't know
1: because obviously this is this is like you know a decade or so before Viagra. So ah oh, okay okay yeah you know this is like from nineteen ninety. So yeah yeah um you know maybe this is where they got the idea for Viagra from. They watched this they watched graffiti bridge and they were like we know what we need yeah, to do. That's now That's it. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know we get a kind of middle eight which is just prince saying "Ooh, i can't hold it Ooh, it's getting all Mm -hmm. over me which again his delivery of those lines i mean it's worth saying as well a lot of this song kind of goes into his falsetto Mm -hmm. um but when he kind of he kind of almost like talk sings that "Ooh, i can't hold it Ooh, it's getting all over me yeah yeah you know and he really kind of makes it very suggestive just by the way he sings it you know regardless of what the lyrics are
0: well, and yeah, that, that's kind of something I want to say is that like I am sometimes shocked to see the lyrics because when when you're listening to the song, he just he makes it so stylish and so glam and so just like approachable, kind of in that pop way that I really don't know what's going on for the most part. And then when I read the <laughs> lyrics, it's like, oh wow, wow, this is quite uh, explicit what's going on. But yeah, yeah, he, he, he yeah. does a great job of it. Yeah.
1: And uh, we, we the final verse, he says, "You're such a queen bee." Let me taste your honey, taste your honey, taste your honey, for it go bad. Now, here's the wow. thing I don't think many people know, which is that um, honey itself, like raw honey, uh, yeah. is mostly sugar, and sugar itself doesn't go it's bad. very
0: preservative. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: so honey's not going to go bad. So, uh, you know, Prince, obviously not much of a, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of a, a foodie. Yeah, he's, he doesn't <laughs> understand. Um, but then, you know, he immediately says, you're so slippery, like this chain uh-huh. around my hip. I want a 24K relationship so baby don't spit me out tick tick and then he goes super high for bang bang uh, and then he goes back to the all over me <laughs> yeah um but yeah i just i i mean I, that kind of like this chain around my hip in the in the in the kind of performance he actually has and you can see it in the you know in the still that i've i've, I've sent to you eric but uh, you know mm-hmm. for anyone else who who kind of knows the song and knows the film he actually takes the chain from around his hip and kind of points to it as he's singing that lyric. Um, yeah. it's like one of the very few times that Prince kind of gets literal with, uh, yeah, with a performance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I do love that kind of, you know, the baby don't spit me out. Cause he kind of, you know, really kind of goes up, uh, you know, on the scale. Um, yeah. And then we kind of get some more of the kind of, you know, you're a bombshell and then the kind of ticker, 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 bang. And it just mm. keeps going bang, 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 bang. And at the very end he goes, tick, Bang, and then that's like how the song finishes, Um, Mm. and that's also how the performance finishes. And when the performance finishes in the film, Prince is kind of like a little winded, yeah and you know (laughs) he's kind of because he's done you know some splits a couple of times, he's done some Uh push-ups, he's like really you know put himself into this performance, and you know he he gets to the end of it, and then he's just kind of there out of breath, and you know the time kind of stare at him as if they don't understand what's just happened maybe and that's why the like
0: loss is because they, he he let them see him sweat yeah
1: i think this is it yeah i think i think you know it does seem like prince has exerted himself yeah you know in the film at a point where most of the other performances that are on the, in the film uh, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of them <laughs> because this is basically <laughs> yeah. nothing but like 12 music videos tied together with a loose <laughs> plot um so there's a lot of performances and in most of the other performances it's kind of effortless you know prince You've got the opening song which is New Power Generation, you've got Elephants of mm-hmm. Flowers, uh, Question of You I mean Question of You is kinda of like a dream sequence, so but you know, most of those other performances, it's effortless. Prince isn't putting any effort in. He's he's just he's just performing as he normally does. Yeah. He and, is. you know, there's what there's kind of wonderful dance routines and all kinds of stuff to those songs. Whereas this one it really seems like he's kind of gone out of his way to put so much effort into the song and then at the end yeah. he's kind of there out of breath. And it's only in that moment that, you know, by Maurice Day saying if you're gonna come at me you better bring an army yeah and the, the, the time uh, which by the way has a very white gentleman called uh, I think it's um, it's one of the Johnsons there's Bean or Jesse Johnson uh-huh. Uh one of them is also they they go better bring an army Show enough, like all in unison and I'm thinking that does not suit the uh, the attitude of that white <laughs> gentleman um, yeah. the rest of the group it kind of fits with but I don't know it's just kind of like out of nowhere for him yeah <laughs> yeah it's a bit out of, so and then they go back into the club and this is worth noting They immediately because they've just performed "Shake," uh, which it's in itself is a is a really fun song, Mm. Um, and the performance of "Shake," it's you know it's what the time do, which is everyone has coordinated dance moves and they all follow follow Morris Day around the stage, Uh Um, and it's and also it's on a stage that has a semicircle at the front of fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't ask me why, but they've just got this semicircle of fire at the front (laughs) of the stage. Uh-huh. um you know which immediately goes out as soon as they go out to watch the performance but they go back into the club mm-hmm. and they perform a song called the latest fashion which is on the soundtrack but we never see the performance we just hear it from outside
0: oh my god so it's
1: almost as if they've gone back into the club and someone's put the cd of graffiti bridge on <laughs> and just press play yeah like that's how quickly they start performing once they get back inside wow. so it seems a little bit kind of fake
0: yeah um
1: yeah. and then Prince kind of stands around and the rest of his band start criticising him mm-hmm. and I think um, I can't remember who it is but one of them is like "We, I, you know I knew we should have played a different song <laughs> and then they all kind of just start wondering off and they kind of just I don't know what but they just leave Michael B's drum kit like in the middle of the street which is a bit kind of like well, somebody, <laughs> somebody needs to get the drums you know like the is just gonna up the keyboard That's not going to be there tomorrow goes, morning <laughs> Well yeah so I mean but th- but then we see that uh, Aura as played by Ingrid Chavez is then worried that you know the kid has lost his way because he's come out performing mm-hmm. this super aggressive song uh, which isn't even that aggressive yeah. to, be, to be honest with you it's all in the performance that kind of prince makes it seem aggressive but yeah, yeah so i mean to me i really i really enjoyed this song because i remember the first time that i saw graffiti bridge uh, which was mm. on vhs on a uh, on a, a double i had both purple rain and graffiti bridge on the same vhs tape and i i watched it back to back i watched purple rain which i'd already seen before and then i watched graffiti bridge for the first time and I didn't own mm-hmm. the soundtrack, so every single performance was me hearing the songs like for the first time. And okay. I remember just loving this performance, just loving this song, just based on this kind of crazy performance, um, mm-hmm. you know. Even though it was a song that was effect- effectively recorded around the same time as like "Controversy," <laughs> and so it was kind yeah, of like yeah. you know a nine-year-old song, but you know by the time I was hearing it, it was a couple of years past that anyway. But I just I just remember watching this performance and being like, this is a really fun song. But they, so the fact that they then go, oh, no, you know, you've lost and they go back into the club. Mm-hmm. I was like, how has he lost? This
0: is a really wait, fun what? song. That was a great performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a double went down to Georgia thing where they tell the double we lost. and It's like, wait a minute, the double played better than Johnny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I it's just it's just one of those things where I really enjoy it just because the first time I saw it was the first time it was, um, you know, performed essentially you know in I'm, the in the film I'm,
0: yeah i'm sure it's quite a way to be exposed to this song because i it's a great song on its own and then i bet prince's performance of it just like lent it so much energy and yeah
1: yeah in fact i'm a little disappointed that the um, on the prince youtube channel they they only put up new power generation and thieves in the temple uh, and they mm. didn't put any of the other all the all pretty much every single song that gets a full performance It's shot like a music video, so you could easily just take it out of the film and just put it up on YouTube and it would work perfectly. Um, It almost seems Mm. like, you know, um, Prince kind of designed the songs to be that way. Um, Yeah, yeah But uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because this was apparently planned as a a release as a single in early 1990 Uh, But Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers kind of, in the end, they kind of changed their mind and decided not to do that Yeah And Prince never performed the song live Um, Wow, really? Apart from, there was a very brief performance in 1988, a couple of years before the song Mm -hmm. was actually re-recorded Where he did it as an intro um, to KISS Uh, On one performance Ah. in Charlotte, North Carolina, and that's the only time anyone knows of him. Kind of, and he just did. He just spoke the lyrics. He just did the kind of, you know, um, oh, I can't hold it, you know. And then that went into kiss, and it's just like that's it, you know. Which is weird because it's like having seen it in the film, it seems like a song that would beg to, you know, be performed live. And I'm sure, you know, I was gonna say it
0: seems like a banger,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Prince fans would have loved to have seen it live as well. You know, like that would have been a really Mm -hmm. great performance, but. Uh, Sadly, it's just stuck in the film. Uh, Which, I mean, I guess if I'm Prince, I'm like, I did it once... I did it on film. Mm-hmm. You can all go by that film. <laughs>
0: you don't need yeah, to see you could, your you more, the performance. Yeah, you can watch the one performance that matters. With yeah, me in this tattered onesie thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I guess that's probably maybe his logic, or because it was so yeah. old. As with you know Prince, he was known for once he'd performed, you know, once songs had been released. By the time it got to that point, he was kind of over those songs. So you yeah, know, yeah, that's their you,
0: lifespan kind of. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know. So the fact that this song had been hanging around for like nine years. By the time Prince is out mm-hmm. on tour, he's almost like, I don't want to perform that song that I wrote when I was, like, mm-hmm. 21 or something. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it doesn't, it
0: doesn't kind of do sum up where he's at at that point. But, yeah, so out of five, I would have to say four for me. So, I don't really remember what I ranked the previous songs that I listened to, but this is probably closer to a four than uh, anything else I've heard. Like, it's not something that, ha- after having heard the song, I would, like, put it into my regular playlist of, like, oh, I want to hear this song quite a lot. Uh but it's still a quite good song and even as somebody who hasn't heard much Prince I can really appreciate it and say he did a good job on this one.
1: And also that keyboard hook is really fun as well the kind of Oh yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, you know, so it's it's like I don't know, I just at some
1: point I you know, even though Prince has sampled a Jimi Hendrix drum track for this, I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. hoping at some point in the future someone samples now that Prince's estate is a little bit more loose with the uh, you know, with letting people use his stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I would just, I would just hope that someone gets to sample that kind of keyboard hook and maybe use that in the future at some point because that just feels like something that's kind keyboard
0: of keyboard or the tick bang, yeah, whatever. yeah.
1: It's you know, it feels like there's there's more in this song that's kind of begging to be reused, but uh, yeah,
0: there's a lot of life in here.
1: And I, you know, in the film, it, it, like I said, it's always puzzled me that this is how Prince loses because then he wins with Still Would Stand All Time, which uh-huh. on that episode I'll get into it, but like it's it's not a winning song mm-hmm. for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. like. And I, I love Shake, but I think this is a better song than Shake. Like, if, if if those are the two songs that go in next to each other and that's the kind of what the battle is about, yeah. I feel like this is a better song than Shake, even though Shake is quite
0: fun. I'm wondering, when he's putting the movie together, does he decide, I've got all these songs that I'm going to use in the movie, and then he structures the movie around the songs? You, you think he'd, like, choose I mean, the weaker song here for this part of the movie, kind of, where he would lose. I mean,
1: because this script had been around for almost four years by the time it got made, I think Prince had spent a lot of time kind of figuring out what the film was going to be, Pretty much every single song is an old song on this soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> there are okay. like, there's only one new song, which was "Thieves in the Temple," which is like a last minute edition, But everything else was him just clearing out. You know, the stuff from like eight. That's
0: the great one, though, right?
1: Yeah, that's the well, that's the that's the single. Okay. And that's what right. happens pretty much with a lot of Prince albums. The final song recorded is generally the first single that he puts out because it's the most recent okay. material, and he always wanted to put out the most. That's what he always wanted to do, and this is why in a few mm-hmm. years' time he got into a dispute with Warner Brothers because he always wanted to put out you know material that was just recorded um and yeah so that yeah. was always the single was the mo- the most recently recorded song but yeah so right. you know it, it, like he's basically spent years kind of structuring this film and then you know he, he basically went into the vault and he was like here's a song from 1981 here's one from 1983 here's one from 1986 mm-hmm. here's a couple from last year and he just kind of wow. put
0: them into the film and then kind of structured the film around that um you know so So since I'm I'm a real newbie to Prince, I didn't know that he recorded all this stuff and then basically chose to release it at certain times and everything. So does he just like go into like recording binges and make a whole bunch of songs and then he basically has this huge store of stuff? At this particular point, he he was living in Paisley Park and
1: Mm -hmm. that meant that he had on standby two separate engineers. And so whenever he wanted to record, he would call one of the engineers. They would come in. And then he would spend, you know, twenty four hours, thirty six hours, just recording songs, and then, wow, and and sometimes the yeah. engineers would work in shifts. Once he got Paisley Park opened in eighty seven, that's how he spent like mm-hmm. the next thirty years of his life was constantly recording stuff. Wow, um, and when when the hits, the B sides came out, um, Alan Leeds, mm-hmm. who was his um, road manager, he wrote in the um, liner notes that Prince has a vault that has at least he, he estimated 30 albums worth of material. And that was in 1993. So, <laughs> so, oh my God. So by the t- by time, t- like later on in his life... And there's Al- been 20 some years after that too. Holy shit. Alan Lees was like, yeah, you know, Prince oh. has got... Like, there's, there's even a song on Diamonds and Pearls where Prince sings the line, uh-huh. um, I've got deep purple Concord jams upon the, you
0: know, and meaning that he's got tons and tons of songs, basically. Um, so when, when he goes to format an album, he might throw some of that stuff on onto one of his albums and you get it then or there's a few albums in the kind of the later nineties and early two thousands
1: where he did that, where he kind of pulled older tracks Mm -hmm. and he re-recorded them. Um, but you know, the, after graffiti bridge diamonds and pearls and symbol, which are the next two albums, he recorded everything Mm -hmm. fresh for those. So there's no old songs on any of those albums. They were all brand new. They were all recorded for those albums. And that's kind of the difference, you know, between Graffiti Bridge, which is basically just a bunch of old songs and his next few albums, Uh which were all kind of recorded for those albums. Um, Yeah. yeah. You know, I wasn't able to find any covers of this. Obviously, Prince himself never performed Mm -hmm. it live. You know, it's uh, to me, it is a kind of quintessential album track. Uh, which is which okay. is why it's funny that this is the song that the, the kid tries to win with and then loses, because you're <laughs> yeah. like, why well, did you pick an album yeah. track? At least pick a, at least play, t- you know, Thieves in the Temple. At least play a do single. Do a single, yeah. Figure yeah. <laughs> this out. Yeah. So, um, but there you go. So I feel like we said as much as we can about Tick Tick Bang. Um,
0: yeah. So let's go to any plugs. If you've got anything you wish to plug, Eric. Yeah, I do actually. I have a podcast called Topic TV Podcast. My friend and I just talk about random things. We decide in the moment what we want to talk about, so you can find that on itunes or i guess libsyn if you track down the url there great stuff oh yeah and i guess my twitter (laughs) is at capital e underscore h-a-r-z 1138
1: and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter prince podcast or you can email us not sure where you would at prince track by track at (laughs) gmail.com thanks once more for joining me here eric yeah thank you
0: darren you informed me about the prince vault which blew my mind (laughs) and otherwise bang thick bang yep Our generation has just taken control. Oh.